Welcome to The Peel, where we break through the surface of sustainability in Florida and get to the juicy stuff at the center of it all. I'm your host, Amber Whittle, Executive Director of South Bay, Sarasota. We're a nonprofit that is increasing the resilience, affordability, and health of Florida's buildings and communities. And we're saving the planet along the way. Check out our programs and events at southface.org, Sarasota. Our guest today is Jane Goodwin, the former chair of the Sarasota County School Board. Welcome, Jane, and thanks for joining us on The Peel. Welcome uh, to you as well to this new facility that you have here. I think uh, I think this is a great partnership for you at New College, and uh, I'm happy to be here. Thank you very much. I gave Jane a tour of um, the aquariums that we have here in the Pritzker Marine Lab, and as everyone else is, she loved it. Um, so I always like to talk about your sort of journey um, in terms of your uh, education and then your career. And you've had a really varied career from the president of the Sarasota Builders Association to the school board. So let us know how, will you tell us how that happened? Well, um, just, it just happened. Uh, life life happens when you're making plans. Is that a good, a good, yep. a good statement? Uh Actually, I started my career in Georgia uh, right out of college. I graduated from the University of Georgia, majored in business administration, business education. Education itself was to be a sort of a background function if I married and had children, something I could fall back on. But I taught high school for two years during desegregation. Many things were happening in the South that I didn't like. So I left and moved after two years to New England. And I went to work for IBM and um, was a, in sales and marketing with them for 20 years. First half in uh, Boston, second half in Gainesville, Florida, handling the University of Florida account. So that leads us to, you know, uh, my days with uh, leaving IT and moving into uh, security and designing security systems for commercial buildings, fire alarm control panels and, and fire systems for large high-rise buildings. So that was my advent into really construction or anything construction related. Mm-hmm. And my great-grandfather uh, built a lot of uh, homes and redid after Sherman's March to the Sea through Rome, Georgia. He b- did a lot of the rebuilding, reconstruction. So my family has that side as well. It's even more varied than I thought. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's called when you have been around the block a time or two, there are a lot of things that you've done. Exactly. But, you know, it's it's going to be true for our students as well. Uh, they're not going to do one thing all their lives. They're going to move from one area to another because that's the way of the world. Yeah, I did a panel, and what I realized was my education track was very linear, mm-hmm. but my job track has really been mm-hmm. all over the place. So how did you um, – so your construction brought you into the Builders Association. How did you decide to run for school board? Well, uh, actually, the person that was in the seat that I sit in in terms of geography in the county mm-hmm. decided she wasn't going to run again. And I had been involved with the school district helping to run the referendum since 2001. Mm -hmm. So I had lived here since 98. Uh, My mother was always here, lived in Orlando, Clearwater, and Gainesville before. And when I moved down to take care of my mother, literally, um, uh, I ended up uh, working on all these volunteer things with the school district and then 
the person that was in the seat decided to retire. And so in April, before a qualification in June, I got in the race. Quickly. So describe what the referendum is. So people. The referendum is an additional one mil that people uh, pay through their property tax. A dollar for every $1,000 assessed value. So if a person has a $100,000 assessed value, they pay um, $100 for that. So it goes directly to the operating budget of the school district. And it pays for the, the special programs, longer school day, the arts, and many of the things that we know and love in this county. Exactly. So that shows really how your volunteer work mm -hmm. sort of got you involved in an even higher level and how important that right. is. And I was involved with, um, you know, the Home Builders Association. And of course, we had a bottom fell out in 2007 and 8. That's when I was there. And so we recommended, and I had recommended even before I joined them, mm -hmm. that they merge with Manatee and maybe other counties. I think that there's a lot of that happening in other parts of the country. And so they merged with Manatee, and uh, it was Manatee in Sarasota, and and I was very happy about that. And that was when I moved on to do some other, uh, you know, some varied and other different things. I've done a lot of political dabblings over the years. That's been a, sort of a avocation of mine. Um, but I've always loved construction. I've always loved home design, home building. Uh, but I probably have more um, actual uh, career involved in commercial building. Interesting. So um, we're really interested in green workforce training uh, here at South Face and trying to get Sarasota in that. It's a we have um, our technical college that does um, some workforce training, but it's not necessarily green focused, and they really have to be reliant on what the market forces are. And so we've been talking to some of the foundations about um, just researching what we could do and sort of coming up with a plan that's all-inclusive of our community, um, is that um, what do you think are some of the local resources in the area? Well, I think that's a great idea, frankly, because mm -hmm. I think everybody's in their own little silo going their own separate way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was instrumental in trying to converge in um, uh, areas so that we had our technical college and those technical skills that were being developed mm -hmm. uh, along with our ag programs. Uh, there's so many things that we can do for children. They are very interested in intersectionality between agriculture, uh, green technologies, new technologies. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we had a great builder here in Sarasota County for many years, and he packed up and moved to Crystal River. He did. I won't name his name, but I I followed him and knew him uh, and, and went to see many of his homes, which were so sustainable mm -hmm. and so great. But I served on the U.S. Green Building Council Board for a while, and we have a school that's silver certified, um, you know, down in the uh, Northport area. Mm -hmm. And we haven't done that, but we have a lot of sustainability that we're we're developing. And I think that needs to be a part of the school district. I think uh, that shows um, a strength there. And I think that more homes should be sustainable. I guess the thing that I'm most concerned about is an area that you love, which is marine biology. Mm -hmm. How are we impacting our seas, our coastal seas? And one of the things that I think is not talked about enough is septic systems. Absolutely. I mean, water quality 
is all, you know, is Sarasota is all about water quality and also sea level rise. I mean, the New College Challenge is going on currently to really talk about how being a coastal uh, campus with historic mansions on it, how do we, uh, how are we resilient to sea level rise? And I think, well, I think, I think that sea level rise is a big deal, but I think these septic systems, they're not checked. Mm-hmm. Now, how would I know that? Because I live in unincorporated Sarasota County. I have a septic system. Mm-hmm. I had it replaced about four years ago, and it's very costly. I may mean, have the uplift and the, you know, the the entire system. Um, so I'm not as worried about mine personally, but I know how much money that costs, and I think it's all a cost consideration for many retired residents. But mm-hmm. I think that's something the county should work on. I haven't seen the the interest there. I've talked to several county commissioners about this. You know, why mm-hmm. is there not a test being done, checks being done on these homes that that have septic? Because I I don't even know how many. Do you do you have any idea how many residents in this county? Or on septic? Well, I know that there had been a huge push for it, especially Philippi yes. Creek, right? Yes. So they redid the ones closest to the water. They redid Pinecraft. Right. And then they had a 15-year plan to get all of us in Philippi Creek off of septic. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of, you know, gone by by the wayside because of the As cost. As many things have. Yeah, because like the of the cost. plan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I know they're looking at, you know, other stormwater and, and mitigation sort of things. But, yeah, the septic, especially the farther out east you get, the less they're interested in it. But I do remember in the state legislature, they did have a bill that they tried to pass that people with septic would have to get um, their systems checked every year. Um, and that did not pass. And again, we're looking at punishing the resident as we are doing with homeowners insurance mm-hmm. and other things in the city account and the state, which we won't won't discuss. But I, I think that these sustainability issues are also very important for our mm-hmm. residents. Um, they save money. They save the 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 infrastructure of this state. And they certainly save us and give us that sustainability component that we're not often mm-hmm. builders aren't looking at. So I don't see a lot of builders that are building for sustainability. No, and in I, the home market. I was gonna say that as a marine biologist, that's how I ended up here because I'm really interested in the effect in buildings that you can make on climate change, which then affects yes. the marine environment. And so we have been trying to track the developers who are doing sustainable development and um, Pearl Homes. They have Hunter's Point up at Cortez, and that's sort of the most green thing we've seen recently. That's homes. And so we are we but would have the large builders, the large developers. No, they do like the the Home Builders Association green certification. You know, Lakewood Ranch has that, but it's it's pretty much the equivalent now of of code, of Florida codes. I so, thought so. I thought it really was aligned to what Florida Code is, which really isn't aligned to sustainability. No, I talked to Sarasota County um, on our on our podcast, and she was saying in the 90s, like when Florida House was built, we were Sarasota was way ahead of the curve in yes. green building. We were a leader, and now we're absolutely not. And so you're 100% right. We need to start having that sort of discussion and create that market that if I was a homeowner and I could buy a home with solar panels on it and 
and then have no utility bill and that's just wrapped in my mortgage, I would 100% do that rather than have to get a home equity loan or some of these other ways to pay for solar after the fact. So I just think, I think it's a huge missed marketing opportunity. Well, I think it is too, but I think that we need to look at the quality of life in Florida. Yep. And it's sliding and we're overdeveloping right now. Everywhere I look, I see a house being built. Yep. And the, the seagrass, so they just came out with yes. the latest seagrass surveys and it slipped again. It's gone down now yes. since 2016 and that's all yes. water quality. Yes. And and that is very disheartening to me because I, I didn't grow up in Florida, but I started coming here in the 60s and mm-hmm. I've just seen such a, a change in the quality. I mean, red tide has been a big issue for us. I had guests from Atlanta last week. And it was like, well, we can't go to the beach because we tried it. And it was just it, it was just too much. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it is too much. So I, I think that I think something has to happen. I know that there are people in our community who feel very strongly about this that want to do work. But I don't see it collectively as it needs to be. I don't see it at the forefront, nor do I see affordable housing at the forefront, which is another another big issue. So I think there are many, many issues. You know, uh, I look at at, um, cattle land in the middle of the state and how that's being developed. Um, That breaks my heart uh, because that's old Florida. But uh, I I just think that we have to be very careful in the way we do this. And then, of course, we've got the whole climate change issue with more, perhaps more hurricanes. Fingers crossed that doesn't happen this year. But, um, you know, those things are impacted, too, by this. But you're talking about sustainability and solar panels. And boy, those would have been great when I lost power for nine days back in October. Absolutely. And we're. So the schools, there's a lot of money coming down for them, for the schools, um, for solar panels, for electric buses, et cetera. And so I really hope that Sarasota County Schools takes advantage um, of those opportunities that are coming from federal funding. Well, I hope they are, too. Um, and they're not right at the moment. But um, th- that's something that we need to press press on about um, because there was a time when we were leading in that area. And I know that we have had some electric buses that we were trying Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the status is with that. But, of course, bus drivers seem to be the biggest overarching problem that we have in transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that there are a lot of things that we can do that show sustainability to those parents that are bringing children to school. And um, I think uh, I think there's a lot of a lot of need to do that. But I also think there's a lot of need to make sure that these things are being taught in schools. Absolutely. I mean, I know that my mom started wearing a seatbelt because I learned that you have to wear seatbelts in school and then went and harassed her until she wore her seatbelt. So as we're talking about schools, what are some what's your some of your favorite work that you did as part of the school board? Well, I guess it was getting three million dollars, which was the last three million we needed to erect Suncoast Technical College in Northport. And Mm -hmm. I found a way to get a specialty lobbyist after session started, which Mm -hmm. people said, oh, don't do that, Jane. (laughs) And that person happened to have a good friend who was Joe Negron. Now, this was all unknown to me. I I call it divine intervention, perhaps. Mm -hmm. But I was able to, at the end of session, get $2 million additional to start that campus and a million dollars to um, put the library in the building. Is it being built? It's built. It's there. Mm -hmm. It's in Northport now. 
Excellent. We've uh, already gone through phase one, so we have two technical college campuses, and we'd like to build a second phase, which would give us more classrooms and mm -hmm. more um, more ability to handle a large influx of young people who want these services and want this career in a year that live in Northport in that area. Okay. And we have to tie green building into it. Well, I think yep. we do. I think I think that's a, a real would be a real good thing to do. Absolutely. So as schools are becoming increasingly politicized from Sarasota County um, to New College of Florida, uh, what do you think the future holds? I'm very concerned about the future. I don't I'm not usually a negative person who like I always like to look at the glass as half full. The glass, I'm afraid it's not half full at this point. This HB1 bill that um, will privatize and give the opportunity of scholarships to anyone with any income level. HB1 doesn't say that, but the Senate version does, that anyone of any income, perhaps they're already in a private school, mm -hmm. uh, can receive the uh, $8,000 plus FEFP that we have. Plus, now this week, they're looking at recalculating the FEFP, which yeah. is the main funding source for education for us. And the, po the whole point that bothers me most uh, is that we do not have uh, anyone that's going to be looking at this from an accountability standpoint. Homeschool parents can access these dollars. Uh, any private school or would-be private school student can access these dollars. And I'm afraid nobody's going to look to see who's getting money from, from this fund or how they're spending it. So in mm -hmm. home homeschool, you'd have to say that you were spending it for certain items that are available. Uh, but who's going to be actually auditing that is a great question because we don't really audit anything that happens in, in private world. It's schools with no rules. So they're looking at maybe less accountability for public schools and no accountability has ever been questioned or discussed for private schools. Interesting. Yeah, it is. It is a a quagmire it of is. what we can do. And it truly is. And I mean, I read, too, that they said we might not be able to afford it because, like you said, if all those people who are currently paying full tuition decide to get their eight thousand dollars, which I would if that was suddenly available to me as a parent, um, that it's just going to, this is going to be a very costly bill. Well, I think it is going to be a costly bill. It's, uh, the estimate from the House was something about $400 million. From the Senate, maybe six to $700 million. But independently, it's looking at more like $4 billion. And it's going to cost us, it's cost us $20 million this year to uh, continue to fund private schools that takes takes away from our funding in Sarasota County. Yes, twenty million just in Sarasota County this year. A little oh. shad under twenty million, oh. and uh, it looks like that would be you know roughly sixty million next year. Oh, and where what's what what uh, schools are the students going to in Sarasota? County? Well, that's uh, also uh, very difficult to find out. Oh. <laughs> ever nobody <laughs> wants you to know. I mean, I asked the Catholic Diocese once, would mm -hmm. you please, because they do take some, could you please tell me how many schools you have and where mm -hmm. they are in this diocese alone? Mm -hmm. And I was told, I don't know. And this was by a former school board member who was the head of their education directorship. So, I mean, it's it's very difficult to know um, what's mm -hmm. going on because there's such a shroud about, about it. But a lot of schools uh, in the area are. A religious school. I'll, I'll put it that way. 80% are religious. Okay. Well, you're obviously very passionate about education for children um, 
and the political environment and what's happening. So what what's your path forward now? Well, that's a good question. I'm still trying to uh, decompress, shall we say. Uh, but, uh, you know, there are things that happened at the school board table after I left that were very disconcerting to me, like removing the superintendent. Um, and so I'm looking at what is being done now. The last few board meetings have been to undo everything that the superintendent and I tried to do last year. So we have another charter school moving in. Not happy about that. We had voted 5-0 to not allow them to or uh, not accept their contract, but they've overruled that now. So there's just a lot of things that, that have come up. So it's, I'm going to be watching uh, as other people in the community are. I think a lot of people are quite concerned with how this board is acting and, and what's going on. But I will look to these new schools that we're bringing on because we're bringing on a high school in Welland Park. We're going to bring on a K-8 there, but we're not now because um, we've given Charter School USA uh, that school site mm -hmm. or their school site. Um, and then we're going to be, able to be bringing on a, a school out near Lakewood Ranch in the Sarasota County part of that out Fruitville. And we're going to be bringing on a school, a K-8, uh, out uh, Clark Road. Okay. So we've already bought the land and that's in the works. And uh, we really need those schools yesterday because Sarasota County is growing again. For a number of years, we did not grow. When the recession hit, uh, it took us five years to recover from the recession because this was kind of ground zero. A lot of um, developers and builders were highly leveraged with the banks. The banks called their loans and they kind of went dormant or went under. So uh, only the big, big developers were able to just kind of um, hibernate for a while and then come back again. They were very smart in doing that. Uh, but now what's happening is, you know, there's full force ahead and growth is coming. And it's not all senior citizens. It's not all retirees. It's a lot of people that are coming here with students. So we're seeing, we saw an accelerated growth in uh, attendance last year. Uh, another thousand kids. We expect another thousand or two thousand this year. Wow. So, so you're so you're still very interested in Sarasota. I'm County. very interested in Sarasota County and everything mm -hmm. that's being done. Great. Well, we need you here as a resource. <laughs> as a fighter. So thank you to Jane and thanks for listening to the appeal. To get involved with South Face Sarasota, visit southface.org Sarasota. Until next time, stay sunny.